intuitively that there was going to be a problem. So oh. I thought I'd better keep myself available. Well, Susan, we, we that's interesting. Of course, we're going to be talking about the art of intuition, and I'm always one to think that intuition is a good thing. And we actually have a poll on our website. I'll, I don't know if you've seen it. And I asked the question, uh, do you have uh, intuition? And here's here's what the possible replies for those watching the program says. Do you have intuition? So here's the answers that can be had. No, yes, I have hunches, my gut feelings. Uh, where do I get some intuition? Uh, you, can, you can also check, I use a magic eight ball or I just Google it. Right. <laughs> Yep. Right now, for intuition, 51% of the people say they have intuition. 16% say uh, my gut feelings, and 12.9% says um, I just Google it. Now that's now, that's a bad thing right there because Susan Jane, I think people are now trying to replace our own intuition with Google. Yes. Um, and then I question, okay, are they? already picking up those intuitive messages and then they know what to Google or are they asking Google what to do? Hmm. Well, you, well, I'll tell you what, uh, Google is, is going to be old school once everybody gets that a AI chat thing going on out there. And, and AI chat is, uh, I think it's the number one app downloaded app now. And that's supposed to be, that's supposed to be able to take your uh, college course tests for you. And I mean, it's supposed to do everything. I mean, I, I, I mean, that thing kind of, kind of scary, but, I'm kind of old-fashioned that way. I'm I'm more like thinking we better rely on our own intuition or our gut feeling. And um, so you know, and here's the here's the thing I was asked there, Susan Jane. Why is it women get women's intuition, but men only get a hunch? Is that the same thing? It's well, it's just different terminology, okay? Because what we what we t often tend to call uh, intuition, we do call it a gut instinct. It's it's something. It's that deeper knowing that we just do something. So when I I explain what intuition is, I go right back to the real basics, the real simplicity of it. All intuition is is, is those intuitive messages, uh, messages coming from that spiritual side of us to that physical side of us. Now, when you think of spirit, spirit. To, hasn't got the five senses. It can't taste. It can't touch. It can't um, smell. It can't see. Spirit can't do that. But spirit knows. Because mm. spirit is well, depending on how deep you want to go to go with it, what terminology you want you want to use with it, Daniel. Um, I tend to say my spirit, my soul, my my um that 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 spirit inside of me is connected to greater universe. God is another word that they use. But I, I tend to steer away from the word God because it can be used, has been used in so many negative ways. So I just tend to go the bigger universe, the bigger picture that we don't necessarily see. My spirit, my soul is attached to that. Mm. But how are they getting messages to me? And that's where I go, if I follow my intuition, mm. that's those deep messages that are coming to me from there so it, it can be as simple as that as an understanding of intuition and it's that knowing but it's how we receive it and men will receive it in a lower chakra they will receive it in their their solar plexus which is their gut area 
Mm. And that's why they call it a gut instinct mm. because it's like it feels right. My mum used to say, oh, I just feel it in my waters. And I'm thinking, okay, mum, that's interesting. Or I feel it in my bones is something else mm. that somebody, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. people will say. And you imagine that's coming from you. That's coming actually from your spirit, from that spirit side of us. Mm-hmm. So that's what intuitive messages are. Sometimes we get them directly into the into the, the heart, into the um, crown chakra, and it's like you act without thinking. And not in a negative way. You just you just do something. Um, I was I was at a T intersection once. I was about to take off, and I checked. There was no cars coming on the right. Checked nothing on the left. I went to take off, and instinctively, I don't know why, I jammed my foot on the brake. And when I did that, I I remember saying to myself or thinking to myself, "You idiot! What are you doing? That's dangerous." And just as I've gone to take off again, a car came over the hill, all four wheels off the ground, and would have wiped me out if I hadn't put my foot on the brake. Mm. Now, that's when you're getting those intuitive messages directly into your crown chakra, directly into your head. You don't think about it. You don't feel it. You just act on it. And that's that deep knowing. Mm. So and most of us ladies tend to get the information coming through our heart chakra. Mm-hmm. And mm. that's why we tend to call it intuition because it's, it feels like it's coming from the heart. Mm. Whereas men will go, nah, it's a gut. I feel it in my gut. And that's where they experience it. Mm. So, so I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I, I play guitar and, uh, the, I, I was uh, just doing some basic studies on it and I came across, uh, here, let me, I can, I always like to bring this up. There's my, my, actually my guitar is behind me here. I'll get out of the way. That's my guitar. So, oh, yeah, so, so there are stages, and you just you just triggered me on that one there. This, the, the, there are different stages. The first one is unconscious incompetence. Okay, that's when you're so stupid or so bad at playing guitar that you don't know how bad you are. So you're unconscious incompetent. Then it comes to the next stage, which is uh, conscious incompetence. That's where you know that you're. Bad, as bad as you are, yeah. You, at least it's in your con- it's in your conscious now. Then you get to another one where it's conscious competence. You're getting better, and you're aware of how good you are. Conscious competence. And then the fourth one, and this is where you're kind of talking about the fourth yeah. one, and that's the one I want to get to. And I've seen little sparks of it with my, with my playing practice. It's called yes. unconscious competence. That's where you're playing unconscious. You're just doing it. And I, I found that because I was, I was going up and down the scale. Can I see this? Yeah. So I'm going up and down the scale. And then all of a sudden, I, I'm, I'm looking at something. I look at TV over there. And then I look over and I realize that my hands are still doing that. They were still they were still doing the scale and they weren't missing. So that's yeah. if, I think that's where you kind of want to go with your intuition to where you're not thinking about it. You're It's almost at a conscious level, but you're acting on the information, the positive direction that you're getting from your intuition. How's that? Yes, that is exactly right. And the thing is too, Daniel, when you start to like, say you've turned away because you you know you're playing your scars, you're doing doing your guitar, you've turned away and you look at the TV, it's still working. But as soon as you come back and go, oh, I have to think about it, you lose it. Yeah. Then you go, oh, now I'm back into it again. You've got to think about it again. So you slip back down into that third level again. So yeah, it is. It's exactly that. It's like you just know and and it's really hard to get that understanding but there's there's things there you just know and you do it without thinking about it Mm -hmm. so we're we're talking about the art 
of intuition. So we've, I guess we're assuming people have a basic knowledge of intuition itself. But when you say art, that tells me that you're raising it to a level that will have a positive impact. I mean, they, uh, really into the conscious realm and we want to get to the unconscious realm, but the art of it, is, it seems like there's some improvement that can be done to sort of fine tune it. Is that what I'm reading into that? Yes, yes, there is. There's lots of things we can do. And everybody has intuition. Everybody has it. It's whether we choose to listen to it or not, whether we choose to see it or not. Um, one example I love to, to give is that um, we were driving down the road. My partner and I were driving down the road. Now, we'd been discussing something earlier on that day. And as we're driving down the road, one of the big highways, a great big billboard went by. Now, you know how big they are. And he said to me, oh, did you see that billboard? It had exactly what we were talking about on it. And I've gone, no, I didn't. You know, this dirty great big billboard went straight past me and I saw nothing. A mm. couple of minutes down the road, the radio, on the radio, I heard they were talking about the same thing we were discussing earlier. And I said to him, oh, my goodness, did you hear that? They're talking about the same thing. And he goes, no, I didn't hear that. We were both in the same car going down the same road and he saw it. His intuition guided him his eyes to see that, whereas mine didn't, my intuition guided me to hear it. Mm -hmm. So we're picking up these intuitive messages all the time. And that's why a lot of the times we sort of think, oh, you're making it up. You don't believe it. Oh, it's, it's rubbish. It's because we just pick it up in different ways. So what he saw and what I heard was exactly the same thing, but we mm -hmm. pick it up in different ways. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes it really, really interesting. So... In regards to answering your question, and I've just lost track of that, what the question was. Uh, getting unconscious, uh, operating from that level. The art of... of the art, it was, art it was, of. sorry, it was the art. Now, what mm -hmm. I've done with the art of intuition, I have, I've sort of wanted to, I guess our main area in, in our senses is seeing. That's, that's the main thing we do. We hear and we do other things, but we see. So when we start looking about the art of intuition, if you can create those intuitive messages so you can see them, that makes something a lot different. It makes it a little bit different. It, it takes away a lot of the woo-woo. So if I said to you, okay, we're going we're gonna to look at your goals in life and we're going to sort of get an understanding of what those goals are and where you want to go and what do they feel like? Because we can do the SMART goals and go, Oh, I want to have a million dollars by this date and this is how I'm going to do it and this is how what I want. But when you start to do those SMART goals, you can achieve them quite easily, mm. but you may not feel you get to those goals and then you sort of go, well, you know, okay, I've done that. Now what? what's life? What's mm. there left now? Mm. Because we are achieving those physical goals, but we're not satisfying the spirit, that we're not satisfying the emotional goals. So when I say to you, how do you want to feel when you're, number one podcast in the world, you're going to get that feeling. You're sort of going to go, oh, that sounds exciting. Oh, that's where I want to be. Oh, that's good. And you get those feelings. And then I say to you, well, okay, if that feeling looked like a flower image, what flower would it be? Hmm. And that's when we start to go, there you go, you're a beautiful flower on there. We start to look at what your intuition has brought forward because you've chosen that image or in the art of intuition, you paint that image, you create it yourself, and then we go ahead and we look at the messages in there. What is the um, the petals? Their attraction. What are you attracting to get your goal? 
the stem, that's the path, the journey. What path or journey are you using to get to that goal? The leaves become the guides. Now, when you're looking at leaves, um, we can look at them. Are they down low? They're more like physical guides that are helping you. Um, if they're up high, they're more spiritual guides that are helping you. In the middle, they're intellectual guides that are helping you. Are they in the future? Are they in the past? What shape are those leaves? Are they big round leaves? They're more feminine guidance or are they elongated leaves, more masculine guidance? And then, of course, there's colours and everything else. So when I say to you, like, you, you know of oracle cards or tarot cards and they, they shuffle the cards and, and here's your card for the day. They're restricting that person with a deck of cards. That's what I didn't want. Whereas now I can turn around and say, Google your flower. You don't have to paint it. Google your flower. If you've, if you've come up with a pink and white flower, Google it and see if you can find a flower image that actually represents how you're feeling mm -hmm. and you will get that feeling in there. Mm. And that's how we start to see our intuitive messages. Mm. Well, you're about the happiest uh, intuition guest we've ever had on the program. So <laughs> you, you mentioned you mentioned, uh, you mentioned um, the, the, a billboard and uh triggered a memory of mine that uh, was kind of phenomenal some long all kind of along the same lines and I'll, I'll bring it up here so me and the wife are driving down the highway we're gonna go to this restaurant called city barbecue okay heard they had great barbecue never been there before it's on the other side of town and so we're driving along and uh you know as so i were going here you know and i had it on gps and i look up and there's this big billboard and the billboard said come to city barbecue so, so you know i mean it shocks you you're just talking it wasn't like later it wasn't like I discussed it 10 miles down the road. It was right at the time that I, we were talking about where is it and looked up and it said, come there. So then that was the first, first one. The second yep. thing, the second thing was we were getting close to it and I noticed this truck in front of me had cowbells uh, on the trailer hitch and it was an odd thing. Okay. You don't normally see cowbells on a, on a trailer hitch. And so I said, look, look at those cowbells. So we got to the city barbecue and then you go in there and then they had, the right big thing said cowbell special so then we go in and we sit down and i'm just sitting there and i'm thinking and i and my wife's name susan by the way and i, I said i said susan i said we're, we're going to get a free cake and it's not something you normally say at a restaurant i said we're going we're to get a free cake and we didn't tell nobody nothing and so <laughs> the waiter came 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 over i don't know how how within within a minute or two Checks. I said, "How you doing?" He said, "How you doing?" He said, "Why are you waiting? Would you like a piece of cake, free?" So now, yep. am I dealing with a hunch, intuition, or am I dealing with something called synchronicity, or is it a hodgepodge of the whole thing smashed together? It definitely a hodgepodge of the whole thing smashed together. Because you think about it, a hunch is very it is an intuitive message. It's an intuitive understanding. A hunch is that that's all it is. That's that's what you're getting. It's like, oh, this sort of feels like this, you know, so it's a hunch. Um, and intuition is intuition is the, those intuitive messages. So those hunches, those gut feelings are coming through. When we look at synchronicity, this is a, the best part about it. When we look at synchronicity, it is you paying attention to your intuition. Because you've said we're going to go here. But all of a sudden the intuition has, you know, like your your spirit has sort of said to you, hey. Look at that. Turn turn your head to the right, you know, mm -hmm. because that's what it's trying to do. It's trying to guide you. And all of a sudden you see, 
that the sign. And then you see the cowbells. Why mm. did you look at the cowbells and Susan didn't? Mm. And that's your intuition guiding you. And they're the little things you're listening to. You aren't even aware that you're listening to it. That's how you're following what your spirit says. One of the one of the things I also like to say is the physical body is obviously here for a reason, like we're here for a, a period of time. The spirit comes into us to have a learning. The spirit does not know how to touch, how to um, taste. It doesn't know any of that. So the the spirit comes into the physical body to for a learning. And that poor little spirit has to try and guide this physical body the right way and in the right direction because the spirit is the one that's got the purpose on life, not the physical body. Hmm. Well, not the same purpose anyway. So that's what it's doing. You're, you're hearing these messages. And, and look, how many times have you, has the phone ring and you sort of go, oh, oh, that'll be such and such. Mm. And you go and get the phone and it is. Mm-hmm. That is a, an intuitive message coming through. Mm. So, yes, you are listening to it. And synchronicity is, is all, all synchronicity is, um, and I love synchronicity, is it that you're aware. You have a hunch. You thought about, oh, I'm going to get free cake. And the synchronicity is the fact that you listen to it and you mm-hmm. did get it. Mm-hmm. If you turned around and said, I'm going to get free cake, oh, that's a load of crap. No, I'm not. You probably wouldn't have. Mm. Mm. Well, I'd like to live or, like that. I, I would like to go into a fancy restaurant and, and say, Susan, I'm going to get a free steak dinner. I'm, that's, what, that's what I'm waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. And you put it out there. So there's the, another thing, I, and I'm going all over the place here, Daniel, but there's another thing I always say too. We we ask. We have to ask. Now, for you to say, I'm going to go to a fancy restaurant, and I'm going to get a free steak dinner, mm-hmm. you are asking. You are putting it out there. If you don't put it out there, you don't receive. So you ask. Um, and asking could be in prayer too. You know, when we're, we're saying our prayers, we're asking. Mm-hmm. Meditation is receiving. So we've got to give our head the space, the time, and receive that information. And if you're aware of your intuition, like you you are, you're very aware of it, Daniel, you are going to be seeing those things happen. Mm-hmm. And then the final thing is um, visualization, where we create our future. And that's what you've done by asking. So it's a cycle. We create. Well, what do we want? Oh, well, I want a free dinner at a fancy restaurant. Okay, I'm going to ask for it. Okay, put it out there to the world. Come on, guys. I want a free dinner at a fancy restaurant. Then be aware of what your intuition is guiding you to because it will take you there. Mm. Um, there. Going going back a little bit uh, to my uh, guitar playing studies, somebody was talking on a similar note here, and I'll see if it fits into, into this conversation. He was saying that if you're trying to play a song, and you're struggling with it. Uh, if, if you say, uh, "I can play that song," eventually you will play that song. And 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 a life lesson learned from a movie called The Edge with Anthony Hopkins. In that movie called The Edge, he said, "What one man can do, another man can do." So that's the can-do part of learning the song. But he also said this. He said, "So," and I don't know if he said the universe hears you, or your own subconscious hears you. Probably the same thing. But he said. So you will learn, you, when you have that attitude, you will learn that song. But if you say, I can't play that song, it hears that too. And you're yeah, never going to be able to play that song because it's listening to you. Our own self is listening to ourself or the universe, somebody out there listening. So I, 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 I stop saying I, I can't play this. I just say, I, if I can't say I can or I will, then I don't say anything at all. Because there's people listening, there's things listening there, Susan. Yes. And things like, um, I'm going to try my best. I'm going to do my best. 
to, to play that song and I'm going to, you know, be, you're becoming more proactive. Um, try. We don't say try either. You either do it or you don't do it, <laughs> as they say. But there, there is those little words that we say, you are taking them on board. We are. Our subconscious is taking them on board. And as our subconscious is, the spirit inside us is taking it on board too. And if you turn around and say, well, that song's too hard to play. I can't play that. Mm-hmm. You never will play that. You will never play that. But if you start saying, you know what, I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to, I'm mm-hmm. going to, I'm going to have a try at that. Mm-hmm. And as I try it, I'm going to get better at it. And as I get better at it, I'm going to be able to play it. And mm-hmm. I'm going to just play it till the, the cows come home. Mm-hmm. Because you are opening yourself up to it. There's another level of that too. Kind of old preacher man told me one time, and it, it kind of will apply apply this too. And that's to say, uh, I hope I can play it now. What I learned from the preacher was hoping is not faithing. So if you're yeah. saying, I hope I can play it, it seems to me that's kind of on the dark side. That's kind of on a like yeah. you ain't getting it. Okay, if you're just hoping, you're not faithing. And if you're if, if you're not faithing and, and faithing is done by speaking, so if you're not speaking, you you are gonna do it and you will do it. If you're hoping you will, you don't have the, the foo spa or wherever that is. You know that's that's going to be a delay. At least it's going to cause a delay, if not utter failure. So I so remember to everybody, hoping is not faith, and you got a faith on that. And that means believe that you can and you will. And say it. Yes, exactly, absolutely. It, it's really it's so, so important. The another one that people say a lot of, oh no, I can't afford that. Now, if you say I can't afford that, you will never ever be able to afford that. So if you've got something and you're having money issues with something, you should say. I choose not to spend my money on that because you're choosing to spend your money another way. Mm. So yeah, that saying I can't afford it is 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 terrible. It's again, you'll never ever be able to afford anything if you say I can't afford that. So it's it's just changing our terminology and as simple as that is, you will then start to see the synchronicity happening. You will start to see those messages come through. You'll start to or feel them or, or notice them. And mm-hmm. synchronicity is noticing it. Mm-hmm. Now, can you do, uh, give me another story? Have you, can you give me a personal story of where your intuition guided you from, uh, say, something that you would normally have done to maybe a successful turn of events because you listened to your intuition? Oh, with, with listening to my intuition, it's it's quite. Um, I suppose I get most of my intuition, most of the the, the knowings and the understandings are so. They're very small. They're very basic. They're very little. They're not these great big aha moments all the time. You know, a lot of them are just very, very simple. I walk every morning or most mornings and then I have my shower and I'll often find that I'll I'll start in the morning and I'll go, before I do my walk and I'll go, okay, what is it I need to focus on today? Ask the question. And Mm. then I start the walk and sometimes I get that information coming through on the walk. Most of the time I get it when I'm having my shower. When you're closer to water, you, for some reason, our meditative states are better and we can receive those messages better. Mm -hmm. So I'll often have it in the shower and it'll be something like, oh, remember to tell Phil this. Remember to do that. Just think about that. And these are these messages that I get coming in and I start to work my life around them because they're, they're coming to me for a reason. So I start to follow those. But mm-hmm. I have had, I have got some deep stories um, and a lot of them weren't necessarily that intuition to start with. But the situation where I understood 
that we have a physical side and a spiritual side because until I understood that and I believed that and I lived with that, everything else didn't make sense. Intuition only made sense to me when I realised that we had a physical body and a spiritual body and how the hell do they talk because spirit can't talk. So how do they communicate? How do those two areas of us communicate? And that's when intuition came in. Now, the way I found out about having two two bodies, I call them two bodies, we've got the spiritual side and the physical side, um, how I found that out is uh, I was 19 at the time and um, I was walking, I was on holidays, two states away from where I was. I was starting to walk back to the unit because um, we'd been out for the evening. My sister, my sister had gone home. I started heading back to the unit and I got a tap on the shoulder. As I turned around, I was king hit, punched, knocked out, hit the ground, hit the deck, mm-hmm. came to being pulled by my hair into the back of a car. Now, in this period of time, I knew what was going on because there was three of them and, and it was basically, it was, a, it was a pack rape. And I remember thinking to myself while it was happening that I can't stop them doing what they intend to do. How can I stop them ever doing it again? And that was my question. That was my asking. That's what I asked. How can I stop them doing this to anyone else? And in an instant, I left my body and I was standing outside of the car watching it happen. Now, when I talk about this story, I talk about her and she because it didn't feel like me. I felt I was outside looking in and it's like that third person. And when I was looking at her, I could see the energy coming out the back of her head where she'd been pulled into the car. You could see this energy. It wasn't pain, didn't feel it. You could just see it. I could see the blood running down the side of her face where she was punched and the swelling coming up. But you, you saw it as energy. You didn't, you couldn't taste I couldn't taste the blood. I couldn't smell the cigarettes and the alcohol that was in the car. You, you'd had nothing like that. You could see the, you could see the pain as energy. Like you see a, a road and you see the heat coming up. That's what it looked like, this energy coming up. And I remember thinking, I'd ask the question, how can I stop them doing this to other people? And as I'm out of the body, and I don't believe it was very long, but there's also no emotion attached between the two. So I got the answer. And look, this is the only thing I can say is I I got that from God. I got that from the universal source. I don't know how I got it. I don't know why I got it. Um, I'm not a strong religious person. I do... I do follow, I don't follow any religion in particular, but as I've come back into the body after I got the answer, I came back in and you felt everything. Then everything sort of comes, comes back to you in a big wave. And the answer that I got was to pray to them. Now, again, I, I'd have been to Sunday school probably in my primary school years, and I think I went to Sunday school for about four months. That's the only prayers that I knew. So I am saying I only knew two prayers and one of them was, forgive them, Lord, for they know not what they do. Now, I didn't pray quietly. I said it out loud. And the more they attacked me and the more they punched and they hit, the more I would say it. Forgive them, Lord, for they know not what they do. And I would get louder and louder and louder. In the end, the hand came around the throat and the hand came over the face and the nose and Basically, I passed out because I wouldn't stop. 
I did come to, they thought I was dead. I did come to outside of the car. And I never spoke about this because it was so weird, the situation that happened and what I did and the experience that I had that I just couldn't talk about. I could talk about being attacked, but I couldn't talk about what had actually happened. And then 12 months almost to the day, another situation happened where I'd left my body again. And then the third time it happened, I did it deliberately because I wanted to test the theory. I'm a theory tester, by the way. I like testing theories. And I tested this theory to see if I could actually leave my body. And I did. I got excited and then I came back into the body. But it gave me a really clear understanding. And I believe this is my spirit. My intuition was saying I needed to learn that to be able to talk about it. I needed to go through that to be able to talk about it. And the reason why I went through it the second time with this near-death experience was because the first time I ignored it. You know, like all I talked about was the attack. I ignored the actual situation where I left the body because to me that was just just too weird. It was just too too out there. Like no one's going to believe that. That's crap. Um, so it happened again. So that was one of my personal experiences and that was really, really a strong understanding that okay we have these two areas of us how do they how do they communicate what what is the way that they do that and that's why I got into intuition because to me my spirit you know if that's attached to my god to my to universal you know air, energies whatever it's attached to I felt that was what I needed to follow that's the, the guidance that I needed and that's why I did it that way mm. um the second time, I'm, I'm, are you saying that you left your body a second time or the same event as the first event happened and you left your body? Uh, no, I, I left my body the second time. It was a different event. So the first time was during that the violent attack. The second time I was actually at work and I just passed out and I had a near-death experience. So mm -hmm. I'd left my – and the, reason, the only reason I know I left my body – because otherwise I would have thought it was a dream. Mm -hmm. The only reason I knew I left my body is because I was, I felt, and I passed out, so I don't know, I was laying down and everybody was looking over me. Mm -hmm. And then I stood up and everybody was still looking down. And I remember saying really clearly, why are you all looking down? I'm here. I'm up here. And then I believe I kept on going. But um, when I did come back, they, they gave me an adrenaline shot. The doc, there was a doctor's surgery next door to the bank. I worked in the bank. Um, they gave me an adrenaline shot, brought me back, um, and I was laying down on this banana lounge. Now, I didn't even know we had a banana lounge in the bank, so I would have used it otherwise. Um, so, yeah, so that's the only reason I knew that um, I was actually had been laying down because I remember distinctly saying, why are you all looking down? I'm here. I'm here. Mm -hmm. look, look at me. And then I had this experience. So um, that's a, another another big story there. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think I had to have that second one to get the clear understanding that there's two elements to us and they've got to be able to communicate. And if you aren't listening to your intuition, you aren't listening to your spirit. And if you're not listening to your spirit, are you actually listening to your God, to your beliefs? Uh, that kind of reminds me... Uh... In the Bible, there's a, a disciple, I think his name is Stephen, who got stoned. And uh, uh, I believe several of uh, the disciples were crucified upside down or beheaded. 
But it appears by the reading, uh, Susan Jane, that they may have had, I'm, I'm not in writing something in or a new version, but I would think there was some grace there where they were able to come outside their body and, their, and, and see their bodies being stoned and rather than saying feel the pain of the stones as the stone kept coming and coming and coming. Uh, I would think that's kind of like how it was probably because later there's a place where Paul, Paul says, the Apostle Paul says uh, there was a certain time when he didn't know whether he was in the body or he was out of the body. He couldn't tell because he, yeah. he, they were living such spiritual lives and they were so close to Jesus to begin with. So, but and, and another thing though, when you're talking about leaving your body, um, I mean, couldn't that also be a, 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 a your your own consciousness or, or or self just because the horrors of events that happened to you that it that was its safety valve? Absolutely, absolutely. I, and you know when they talk about um, children that. Uh, there's things that have happened to them as as a young child and they don't remember any of it. A lot of that, I feel, is to do with because they may have left their body. But yes, you you can you can call it you can call it anything you like. It, to me, the terminology is um, is what it is. Mm-hmm. I experienced it the way I experienced it and that's the only way I can I can say it that this the, the, with the attack I actually stood there and watched it happen again I, there's no emotional attachment mm. it's almost like you're watching a movie so there's there's no emotional attachment it was more interesting I know that sounds terrible it was more interesting to watch um, because of, of what you were watching and how you were seeing it the near-death experience like the, I didn't even know what that was. I had no idea what that was until probably 10 years later when I read a book about near-death experiences and the book had about six different examples uh, of people had, that had experienced them. And as I've read it, it's like, oh, wow, that, that's what happened at that time. And mm-hmm. that did too. And there was elements of these different readings that made sort of sense because and that's when I've gone, oh, I think that's what's happened to me. Mm-hmm. Now, did I leave my body? I I really, I can't prove that I did or I didn't. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But what I can say is that it gave me that understanding that we're not just a physical body. Mm. That's what, and that makes me closer to the spirit side. That makes me closer, as far as I'm concerned, to mm-hmm. God, to that universal energy, to that, the greater, that greater knowing, that greater source. Mm-hmm. And I might not be able to, have the faith in in the Bible or in Jesus like a lot of people do and they get so much out of it um, I don't have that sort of a following and yet as far as I'm concerned I am just as close and I am just mm. as mindful and I'm just as loving and caring as as anyone else in that in that realm in that way um, because I feel like I've got that connection mm. I know. Mm. I, I, I feel well, like I know. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm giving you. I'll give. I'm giving you an assignment. Go read the book of John, and then in a couple of weeks, email me back and tell me what you think about it. Okay, Dyke. <laughs> okay. All right. Here's some. Got a couple of questions in here for you, uh, Susan Jane. And one of them is: uh, Do you believe that this is from our moderator Jade? Uh, do you believe that intuition can cause you to crave foods to heal your body? Intuition can guide you to the right foods to heal your body. Absolutely, absolutely. Prayer, if you pray over your food, that will help you heal your body as well. So there's lots of areas there that, that you can look at. But yes, look, the, the big problem with um, 
with saying that very casually is the fact that somebody will turn around and go, oh, I feel like a burger today. I'm going to go and have a burger. And it's not necessarily coming from their intuition. It's not necessarily okay. coming from the spirit side. It could be just coming from a growly tummy. Um, or, right, or right, right, right. Of, Yeah. And a lot of the times we use, there's actually, there's actually a lady here on the Gold Coast in Australia that does do intuitive eating. And she turns around and says, well, if you feel like chips, why do you feel like chips? And often it's like, I, I would say, oh, I felt like I just wanted some more salt. So that's that physical aspect of the body. The body wants more for salt. So I'll go and go and buy some hot chips, you know, and put some salt on it. There's another element to that. And that's where she goes, what is your in- intuition saying? What is your spirit saying? Why are you going for chips? Is it the crunch? Do you like the sound of the crunch? Is it connected to a past uh, situation in your childhood that makes you feel better? So there's a lot of elements in intuitive eating in that sort of context to it. But yes, if you ask, you, you ask, again, ask and say, okay, what's the best food for me to be eating to heal myself? to heal where I'm going, you will then be guided. And you might find it pops up three different times. It might pop up on a billboard. And it's got to be three different places, not three times on Facebook, because if you Google something, it'll pop up on Facebook. It'll pop up anywhere. Three different areas. So once you might see it on on the internet, once you might see it on a billboard, once you might hear your mate talking about it down the road saying, oh, yeah, you know, I'm growing zucchinis at the moment. And you just hear it. You hear it, see it, know it three different times. Mm-hmm. That's when your intuition is saying, mm-hmm. okay, go for that. You need to eat zucchinis. <laughs> um, again, I'm, I'm referring back to my original comment. You're one of the happiest uh, in, intuition people I've ever had on the program because I've had others talk about it, but you're certainly the happiest. And I, I see in the live chat that what happened to you also happened to some women in, in the live chat. And uh, somebody yeah. mentioned that probably 90% of women – in general, but who knows how big that number is. But here you are on this program tonight, and you have not been destroyed. It's clearly you haven't been destroyed. In fact, uh, the scars of your life have brought you to the the creation of the website that you have and the information that you give to people to try to help them. Um, yes. So, what what advice do you have for people that are that are watching you and saying, how 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 are you so Adjusted. I mean, you don't seem to be vengeful, hateful, spiteful, and you're not saying "woe was me" or "why me." No. Well, again, like I, I guess that you can. You, one of the the best ways to get through any of those sorts of situations is to forgive the other person. You know that in the Bible they say that you, you forgive. I was forgiving as it was happening. You can't do it any quicker than that. I was forgiving them, and I was believing it and I was saying it with such strength now obviously if it's happened to other women and you know things like that have happened to other women and it's happened over this period of time it's time for you to forgive and it's not about accepting what they did it's about you forgiving and letting letting go of it because the longer I hold on to that the longer I, I I sit with that the more um sad the more I'm holding on to the negative crap and I don't want to hold on to that I've got a beautiful life ahead of me. I've got a beautiful life, full stop. Why would I want to hold on to what three, I'm not going to swear, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why, why should I hold on to that? Why should I give them the satisfaction of ruining my life because of what they did? Mm-hmm. So I forgive them. I send them on their way. 
I know karma will sort that out. I know God will sort that out. I don't have to worry about that. I've got to, I've got to be worried about me. I'm going to look at me, see what I can do and, and how I can get through it. And, and one of the things you do is, and I talk, the, I talk about it on the Voice of Intuition podcast, it's really, really important as far as I'm concerned, is to try different modalities. You don't have to sit with one or the other. I do crystal elixirs. That helps me with my emotions. Oh, and one thing I do want to say, Daniel, the difference between emotions and feelings, because people get this very confused. Feelings are what we feel within. We're getting that. That's those intuitive messages. Feelings come from our spirit. Emotions are energy in motion. It is how we are expressing it externally. So our spirit, we may have this feeling like a feeling a little bit down, a little mm-hmm. bit sad, mm-hmm. a little bit unhappy, mm-hmm. something's happened and we're mm-hmm. holding on to that feeling, mm-hmm. but we may be expressing it as anger. I'm not happy with that. Rah, rah, rah. You know, and this is, <laughs> that's good, <yeah? laughs> This is how the difference between feelings and emotions occur. So when somebody is having a feeling are getting a feeling and they, they don't know if it's a feeling or an emotion. When you're getting that feeling, just ask yourself. Again, ask. You'll get the messages. You'll get the you'll get the understanding. Why am I feeling this way? Why why am I taking this on? Mm-hmm. Why is it I've woken up this morning and I'm feeling a bit uneasy, a bit of anxiety. Why am I feeling that? But don't just ignore it. Sit with it and sort of go, am I really feeling that or is it something else? And mm-hmm. we go deeper and deeper and deeper until we mm-hmm. do get that mm-hmm. understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, but in doing that, try as many different modalities. If you've tried um, acupuncture that's and it didn't mm-hmm. sort of help you there, okay. try EFT tapping. You know, try the tapping. See if that'll work. But there's so many modalities out there, so many horses for courses that – you mustn't stop. You just keep going. I'm still doing it. I, I'm moving at the moment. Um, we've sold our beautiful home. We're going into another space, downsizing. And I knew that there was going to be a lot of issues. I lost my mum over Christmas. Um, I broke my arm. i moving house. So a lot of things happening. I started taking my crystal elixirs. Mm-hmm. Now, as I'm taking those, I'm probably about a week and a half in. And I said to my partner, he's taking them too. And I said to him, I don't know why I'm so sad. I just mm-hmm. keep crying. And then I said, no, hang on. I'm not sad. I'm crying, but I'm not sad. Mm-hmm. I'm crying, but I'm not depressed. Why am I crying? And crying because I was taking these elixirs and bark flowers do the same. I was taking mm-hmm. these. I was expressing some of those feelings and stopped, mm-hmm. and I'm stopped holding mm. on to them so you're allowing them to go mm. so my my clue is if, if anyone's having any issues like that try different modalities try different life coaches try different people don't ever stop because it takes a little while before you actually re- meet the right one mm. well i can tell you right now jesus is calling you susan jane because it seems to me that the spirit revealed to you the utmost importance of forgiveness which is a central tenet of all christianity and every christian knows they have to forgive it's just part of the thing i mean if you do not forgive you will not be forgiven you have that has been revealed to you so you're you're making steps in the right direction but i would say this i think you may have you might you might have jumped past me on that because i understand that forgiveness and, and i constantly am thinking okay is there somebody i haven't forgiven 
You know, and if I can't remember who they are, I just say, I forgive everybody. I do some blanket stuff. You know, I, I want to hear myself. Yes. You know how we talk about speaking and you're going to be hearing. So I'm, I'm yep. constantly, okay, somebody did this to me. They, you know, they overcharged me, you know, and, and I know I got to forgive them this kind of thing. But to forget, but that's always sort of after, say, maybe I have some um, negative thoughts about them, um, you know, maybe some, maybe not so complimentary things to say about them. And then later, the God part says, uh, or the spirit says, yep, got to let that go, Daniel. And I'm thinking, but, but, but. But see, that's that's after the fact. You're talking about you're talking about during. Yeah. Now most of the people, and the people, and I'm sure in the live chat, they understand if they're close to God, they know they know forgiveness is a central tenet, and you're not getting anywhere without it. But it's almost like it's it's always kind of been said after, you know, after you let them have it, then you forgive them. But you you've kind of moved. You what you said was expressed was. You are at a level forgiving during, and I gotta say, I, I'm gonna have to work on that because I'm gonna try that the next time because offenses will come. The Bible says offenses will come, so we're not getting out of here without some offenses. And when you think you got them down or they're all gone, something else is gonna come just to try you. So I'm gonna try some of you. Remember, I gave you assignment to to read the book of John, and yes. and I'm taking your your assignment. I'm taking your assignment to me to forgive during the offense. And but I'm not going to do it alone. I'm now passing that to the people watching the show, and I'm asking them the next time the offense comes because they will. I don't have to. I don't have to say they won't speculate whether they will. They will try yep. forgiving during that. You're at you're at the you're at McDonald's and they just served you some cold fries. Now the mind, you know, are you going to go berserk? Are you going to demand to see the manager? Are you going to are you going to forgive them for that? And maybe kindly ask for another, another, but but exactly. you know, you, but, yeah, you don't so. have to accept it. You do not have to accept it, but you don't have to jump to conclusions either. And you can then go up and say, well, okay, you know, the fries are cold. Is what? What can we do about this? How how can we get through this? Mm-hmm. And then if they're yucky or nasty or they're they're not sort of doing it, look, you have every right to be angry. You have every right to be annoyed. You have every right to even demand you know, what you've paid for. You have every right to do that. It's whether you choose to hold on to that. It's when you have that incident happen and then you go and tell your mate, your buddy, you go and tell the person down the road, three days later you're still talking about it. It's like, no, come on, you got to let it go. you got to mm-hmm. let it go. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and that's when you do get it. All right, uh, we have this question from Rose in the live chat. What is the difference between intuition and premonitions? Are they the same thing, or are you just having premonitions and not intuitions? There's, there's, they are two different things. Now, we can go right down into a lot of details here, and, there, and there's the other aspect with psychics. So psychics are receiving information that is coming externally. It's still spiritual information, but it's external. Intuitive messages are coming from the internal, so it is coming, I call it direct source to my soul, and that's the messages that I'm getting through. Um, So when we're starting to look at premonitions, you're starting to look at things that are happening externally, out of the, in the future, so it's more external rather than internal. Intuitive messages that are coming through can be helping you, but they're usually helping you on the here and now. 
So when you're receiving premonitions, and I have received them, I actually had the, the premonition of um, one of them was 9-11, which I had no idea that was, mm-hmm. because you're getting this information and you sort of go, eh, I don't know what that is. But that wasn't helping that wasn't me. It wasn't about my soul. That was an external situation. So that's what a premonition in that area goes. If it's about you going forward, it's a personal one, then it is more of an intuitive message. Mm. Does that, that make sense? Well, sure. Yeah, uh, that's, that, that, that's a great explanation It's got to make that. sense. I know I do crazy stuff, but it's got to make sense. <laughs> Okay, we have crazy stuff lady Susan Jane on the program. If you're uh, just joining the broadcast, you can send your questions in the live chat and Jade, our moderator, send them to us. And also, there's a live chat uh, or there's a poll question on the, on the website as well. On the left side, right under the chat, says, what, uh, what, uh, or do you have intuition? Let's go ahead and check this. See if we move the needle yet here, Susan Jane here. Check the results. Um, and I want to know who, I want to know who's using the magic eight ball. Have you ever used a magic eight, eight ball to get an answer? Uh Look, the magic eight ball, the, or any of those sort of things, cards. Look, I mean, like I do the flower readings. It, it's not, it's not about. Um, I guess, I guess, where I look at it, it's about giving you some hints so you start to follow that. That's that's what that is. Tarot cards, oracle cards. They're just hints to mm-hmm. sort of go. Have you been thinking about that lately? Mm-hmm. Are you aware of this? You know, and it's that's all they are. They're helping us get back on track. Mm-hmm. You know, and and any of those sort of things are just uh, are just tools. Mm. Well, I'll anything you, like that. Well, I'll tell tools. you what's not a tool, and that would be the Ouija board. Uh, I saw an article the other day. Said some mm. I don't know it was a a class, a school class project or what, but they said twenty twenty eight teenage girls had to go to the hospital after they were consulting a Ouija board. Did you see that? Yes. I mean, so yeah, I'm, that's external. That's external negative spirit coming through them, and mm-hmm. that is not good. And I, look, again, it's those sort of things that you know you 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 get exposed to that as a younger age, and you have a little try and have a little test. But no, that those sort of things are leaving you open to situations. And let's face it, as as much as there are physical people that will want to hurt you that will want to rob you, that will want to do negative things to you, mm-hmm. there is also spirit that will do the same. That's mm. why listening to your intuition you know is coming from direct source. You know it's about for you and you know why that is. And you know it's positive. Mm. When well, you start bringing in, um, like mediums will talk to your past, people that have passed. So it's external spirit. It's mm. not direct source. And and and, like and so and, and several times you refer to comes to you the information comes to you now, now it's it's easy it would be easy to say it comes from out there somewhere but I mean is is there a specific location that it comes from as in the external spirit yeah well some people will see that um, you hear of uh, clairvoyance they see it so that it comes to their third eye Mm -hmm. chakra area and they will see it that way you will hear of people that do channeling that is coming through their throat chakra um so that information is coming through that way and that's how they're expressing it uh intuition is a lot more subtle than that um uh, yeah i suppose that's not really the right terminology for it because you know if you want to be a clairvoyant or you want to be a channeler you have to work at doing that because the biggest thing with any of that 
is deciphering whether it is actually external information coming to you or your intuition. And if it's your intuition, it's a positive, it's it's God force, it's I call it direct source. Mm-hmm. When you're getting it from other areas, you're getting this secondary sort of information. Um, so mm. a good clairvoyant or a good you know channel or people like that, um, if you're into that sort of stuff, a good one of those will know the difference between spirit information and direct source mm-hmm. from their intuition mm-hmm. um so yeah I, I i get a bit concerned like i know my partner went to a clairvoyant or card read or somebody and you know they told him some really negative stuff and you know they say oh we, we tell you this because then you can steer yourself away from it but i'm sorry if somebody says something negative to you you mm-hmm. will hold on to that and mm-hmm. you will make it come true if you mm-hmm. keep on thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So don't go to somebody who's going to give you negative stuff. That's wrong in, in, in any area. Mm. You only want the positives the, out there. That, that reminds me, there's a, there's, it's, it's really kind of funny. It's in, it's in the Old Testament, but there's this king, and he wants to know. He's going get ready to go battle some people, okay? And uh, he, he's asking all, all his soothsayers and all his seers and familiar spirits and everybody else trying to find out what's going to happen. And so he's not getting any, he's not getting a direct answer. So they say, well, there's this one guy over here uh, who seems to be able to t- kind of tell the future and tell you that. And he told him who he yeah. was. And then the king said, yeah, I know that guy. But every time I every time I talk to him, he gives me bad news. <laughs> this is in the Bible. This is kind of funny. He said, I don't want to talk to that guy. And so so eventually, you know, he didn't know what to do. So he, he said, all right, we'll bring him. But you know, just funny. He said, I, you know, I don't I don't like that guy. He keeps telling me bad news. All right, so we got this question here from Jade, moderator. Uh, you refer to spirit. How does yes. the spirit speak? Uh, how does the spirit you speak of different differ from the Holy Spirit referred to in the Bible? Well, I I can't answer that in the fact that I don't know the Bible enough to know the um, like to break it down to define it. So mm-hmm. I don't I I can't answer that because that's your belief and your mm-hmm. understanding as far as that goes. But what, why I say spirit and in that terminology is that there's a lot of stuff we can't see. There's a lot of stuff in that spiritual realm that we can't see. Mm-hmm. We just don't know it because we just don't see it. But people will get understandings of it. People will get information. People are given that. And, and even in the attack and the near-death experience and in those situations, I feel that that was my gift to mm-hmm. be given that. So I could see that there was two areas in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably a lot more, but two areas that I could define. One was more of a spiritual nature that we mm-hmm. don't see and touch and, and all that side of it, and the other ones of the physical nature. And the other area I look at too, Jade, is that I don't like to put labels on them, and that's why I won't use the word God very often because I don't want it to be related to your belief and it be um, have your belief not ridiculed but but questioned and you look at the same with the Quran or Buddhism or any of those religions and that's why I'm really particular in in the wording Mm -hmm. and I say spirit and I say the physical Mm -hmm. so when I talk about intuition for me and if I put it in your terminology I would say spirit the Holy Spirit God God force, I call that because that's my mm-hmm. soul and I know my soul. We're all attached mm-hmm. to gold. I mm-hmm. know that. Yeah. So 
I would say when it's coming from my heart, from my my um, intuition, I believe it's coming from what you would call God mm-hmm. or what you would call the Holy Spirit. I, mm-hmm. I don't know the difference between them. Mm-hmm. Um, even Jesus, when you talk about Jesus, that was a physical person, but of God. And I feel that we're all like that. He was just a couple of levels mm-hmm. higher than mm-hmm. us. Actually, quite a few levels, obviously, higher than us. But I still feel we're all of that. I feel we are all the same. We will be tuning in a different way. We'll be bringing up information a different way. But mm. that's why I refer to spirit is something that we can't see. That We know there's something there and we believe it. We don't, we just can't define it in mm. the same way we can define our physical mm. area. Well, you know, talking about talking about that that king and, and the prophet, eventually that, that prophet did go to the king to tell him what's going to happen in the next battle. And, and the, prophet t- the prophet told him, he said, well, I got a pretty lengthy message on this, but just to sum it up, you die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told you he brings negative so, stuff. You know? <laughs> so, well, you may not know the Bible, but you'll know the book of John next time we have you on and somebody asked that question. How about that? Uh, Seven Mile Bridge. Yeah. Seven Mile Bridge. I don't really want to, Daniel, because I, I don't want to. I don't want to put my beliefs forward in that sort of terminology. No. You, you, you know, you guys. Everybody has to believe what they need to believe and go forward, and they're going to learn in so many different ways. Already, um, we just need to be open-minded and allow those different areas to come through. Uh, yeah, let's let them come through here. All right, so we got Seven Mile Bridge says, Susan, what what are the spirit guides that you talk about? Do you talk about spirit guides? Oh well, I don't. I haven't talked about spirit guides because I didn't hear you say anything about it. I don't know why it's. Yeah, people see spirit guides as um, lots of different things. When I was talking about guides, I was talking about the flower images. So when you choose a flower image, your leaves are your guides. Mm-hmm. And this is how your intuition is just showing you different messages. So that that was where I was talking about guides. Oh, okay. But no, I, I focus on intuition. And for me, intuition is direct source from the higher realm, direct source mm-hmm. from God, direct source. That uh, that's how I look at it. it. Cuts straight into my soul, and and it's that information is, coming. Is out. that what this is? That what this is about? This intuitive flowers? Yes, yes. That's allowing you your mm-hmm. intuition to choose a flower, and then we sit back and we go, okay, what does that flower mean? Mm-hmm. And what is your intuition trying to show us? So mm-hmm. the art of intuition is you paint your flower. And that's and then you get the messages through that. So mm-hmm. it was a way of me trying to help people because we talk about hearing those messages from intuition, but you don't always hear them. Mm-hmm. You often feel them. You often see them. We we get it in a different way. Mm. This is a way of actually seeing your intuitive messages well, through beautiful. So messages. so I planted a row of sunflowers, and the only message I got from my sunflower was that the birds like to steal the seeds out of them. That's the only message I got. Ooh. <laughs> but you know what sunflowers are so beautiful like i've got a sunflower just here sunflowers are just to me they're the happiness they're just gorgeous mm. and the yellow is joy and look at their big heart center like that heart center on the on the sunflower is so big mm. i would say your heart would be huge and mm. the drive and the passion that you have that's mm. just showing in that in that um sunflower for my for my business i had a ended up with a water lily now you can imagine a water lily has lived in the mud the muck 
it grows through the stem grows through the yep that's a lotus beautiful the stem goes through the water mm -hmm. and the flower comes up at the top now water is emotion so this stem has got all this emotion around it it's growing all the way through it but you know what you take the emotions away from that water lily and it just collapses mm -hmm. so you need when I had a look at that, I needed to make sure emotions and the feelings and everything else were part of my business goal for my business to stand up and shine. Mm. So, so is your is your business still shining? It certainly is. <laughs> hey, hey, now I, I, I don't now I, I got to ask this tenderly though. Um, yeah. And we're talking about the art of intuition, and you've said a lot of positive things about it, and I certainly would like to rely on my own intuition. Um, uh, Myself, in fact, uh, one of my sons asked me a question today, and I said, "Well, you know, you got a choice between two things: go with your gut. Your gut's going to tell you." And yeah. uh, so, this kind of the same thing. So, this is interesting conversation to me, anyway. But the car incident—did you have an intuition that day? I well, I'll put it this way: if my spirit was talking to me, my soul was talking to me. When I left that body, I, I have to say yes, because as I've come back in, I've started praying. Now, that's not something you would normally do. Why did I do that? And I have to say that was my my soul speaking. That was the, the intuitive messages I was getting. It was like you asked how you can stop them doing this to other people. Here is how you do it. And I had to then pray. I had to pray to put three men that were attacking me, that were punching me, that were trying to strangle me. I prayed to them. So I have to say that was an intuitive message from my direct source, from God. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, we have this, uh, this question here. Um, can the information that you get, can you sort of control it um, in other words tap into it whenever you want it or does it come as sporadically it's doing both so I can tap into it so if I'm if I have a, a problem um, I want a, an answer I want to get an understanding like the first mm -hmm. thing I do is ask now you will get that information will come to you once you ask so once you mm -hmm. put it out there and a lot of people say I'll, I'll ask the angels or I'll ask my spirit guides I'll ask God is in prayer I would ask as long as you're putting it out there and you can even do that quietly you don't have to do it verbally but you've got to ask when you ask then you what you do you allow yourself to be open to receive those answers because if you don't ask you're not going to receive those answers mm -hmm. but once you ask you become open to receive the answers mm -hmm. How you receive the answers is what is the hard part, right? So if you go into a meditation, you mm -hmm. may receive them a lot stronger and a lot quicker and a lot clearer, um, if you, especially if you practice meditation. Mm. If you're going along your day, you might see them as a billboard or hear them on the radio. So you may get them sporadically. Mm -hmm. And that's when you have to really make sure you're listening. Mm -hmm. So it's actually easier for me to sit down and go, okay, I'm stuck with this. I'm going to have a meditation, ask the question, have a meditation, see if I get the answer. I might not get it straight away. And as I told you earlier, mm -hmm. I'll often get the answer when I'm in the shower or by the beach or in another space. Mm -hmm. So you will get the answer. You've just got to be mm -hmm. open to it. So mm -hmm. sitting down is giving you that space to receive 
um, if you're receiving it as you're going along your day, you're going to find it a little bit more challenging to go, oh, that was a message. Mm -hmm. So, And I know I've done it where I've gone, oh, I wonder why I heard that. And you don't have to know the answer. I wonder why I heard that. Why did I need to hear that? Why did I hear what that lady said behind me in the in the bus? You mm. know, and that's when you start to you start yeah. to become more aware of your messages. Mm. Yeah. Well, that that cooperates what Jesus said. He said, "Ask and you shall receive." I guess you're not going to receive it all unless you unless you ask. But it also says, "But when you ask, don't ask it for to heap it upon your lust, because it says let that that man is double minded in all 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 in, in all of his ways." So it seems that when we ask and and it seems like in this car situation, you, you were asking more, you were asking something besides yourself. You were asking for something for someone else. And I think those are the, the questions that certainly will get more answers. But when it talks yeah. about asking, you shall receive that. I, I would say, well, if you ask for a bunch of money, that may not mean you'll get a bunch of money, but you'll get the answer to why you're not going to get a bunch of money, but yeah. you will get an answer. You you're guaranteed an answer. Yeah. So you got to ask. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And and if you turn around and say, oh, you want a bunch of money, you're not necessarily going to be given a bunch, bunch of money. Like you said, you will be given information on how to do that. You still have to do the work. It's like uh, you can have a Bible sitting in the backyard there or sitting on your backyard, back shelf, but if you're not reading it, you're not doing the work. So you ask and then you sort of go, I want a bunch of money. Um, and then all of a sudden you get this feeling like you need to go to the shop, but I don't want to go to the shop. I want to go to the pub. Um, that's when you're not following it. And if mm -hmm. you went to the shop, you might find a bag of money. You might help a little old lady um, pick her up from the floor and take her home, even though you don't want to do that because you want to be at the pub, but you may do that mm -hmm. and then she rewards you. So, so let's, let's talk about, getting it. Let's talk about uh, Susan Jane five years ago. From then to now, in a percentage on a percentage basis, how much do you do you feel that you are operating on or receiving information from intuition? Uh, I I'm I'm doing it all the time. I'm I'm very very open to it. Um, don't don't get me wrong. I still make mistakes. I still get these no. feelings, and I sort of go, oh, yeah, I know I can do that, but I'll just finish doing this first, and then of course it's like. Damn, I should have done that. I know I should have done that. So yes, I still do it. Don't I'm no I'm no angel. I still do it. So it's about being gentle with yourself and saying it's all a learning curve. You know, we're always learning. But the last five years, like I've been trying to build my business and I've been I was getting these intuitive insights. I call them downloads sometimes. Okay. Like you go to bed okay. and you get this download and you yeah. sort of oh my goodness. Just manic. Stop, I want to go to sleep. But you're getting this download. I started to write them out and journal them out and um I ended up with like four books, uh, you know, all this sort of stuff. But it was too soon. So I actioned some of it and then I tried to action all of it but it was too soon to action all of it. Mm. And so now I've got all this information on how to hold retreats and how to do this and how to do that, but I'm not ready for that yet. And that's, you know, it's understanding that, yes, I need to follow this and I, I'm, I'm getting that gut feeling now, do it now, and then the rest of it will come to play as it goes along. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're given that information, you're given at the right time. Um, I just, I'm just one of those people that, gets mm -hmm. it and runs with it and I have to slow down a bit sometimes. Well, you are talking <laughs> you are talking a little bit about risk taking 
And how should people view risk? Should they should they view risk that I need to take? Of course, if you don't take a risk, you'll never have success. That's guaranteed. It's one of those things that's guaranteed. If you don't try, you're going to, no matter what, you're going to fail. If you don't try, you, you've failed already. Yeah, um, yep. but, action. Um, yep. but so if you take a risk, do you take a risk before you get intuition or take the risk and then hope that intuition will help straighten it out and fix it, all the damage that you just, or the risk you just took? <laughs> Okay, well, well, to start with, let, let's define risk because um, a risk for me may not be a risk for you. Okay. Um, and, and so risk is obviously a different level. It's, it's where we're at as far as risk goes. So if someone's having a question like that, um, again, I would be doing the same. Should I do this? You know, like, yes, it, it might be a bit of a risk and you may be feeling that, oh, I'm not really, don't know whether I can, should take that. Then ask the question. Give me a clear, I've said this before too, give me a clear understanding. I don't want a wishy-washy answer. I want a yes, no answer. Mm -hmm. And I've said that. And then you get this big booming yes coming somewhere along the line, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden a real random yes, or you pick up a card and there's a yes on it. Um, You know, so you will get that. That's, it's not taking the risk until you actually do the action. Mm -hmm. But if you've, connected with your intuition you're connected with your soul you're connected with your greater source that's when you can turn around and go well i have faith i have the belief because i got the yes or i got the no you know whatever Mm -hmm. it is you're getting i got the yes so now it's no longer a risk Mm. so you're Mm. almost taking it by listening to your intuition you're almost taking away that risk Mm -hmm. it helps you trusting your intuition really as far as i'm concerned and you'll see it on the website is all about um helping you make decisions and the dis- decisions mm-hmm. in line with your true core values. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, do you think anything in your intuition series contradicts biblical teaching? Contradicts what, sorry? Biblical teaching of any kind? No, no. I, I honestly believe that it is just a, a different way of looking at it, and mm-hmm. it's just different terminology. Mm-hmm. I honestly believe that there's there's no way the information, the, the messages that I get would be anything that would go against what is in the Bible, mm-hmm. what is in what is in Buddhism, mm-hmm. probably what is in the Quran. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've not read that one either. But because as far as I'm concerned, it comes through love, that it would never, ever contradict any of the, the, the religions, apart from the really wacky ones. Crazy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. If you're Thank cut, you. If you're Apart from those head, real extremes. Yeah, yeah, if you're cutting off yeah. heads, that's probably not a religion to follow there. All right, so I gave you one assignment on the book of John, but now I've got another assignment, and this is an assignment for everyone in the live chat, and I'll relate it to our conversation. There's a series on YouTube called I Am Second. Have you ever seen any of those? No, no. You might want to take a look at it because uh, terrible things happen to a lot of people, and then the result of how they got through it is – there's like this chair. It's just a room, a dark room with a chair, and these yeah. bad, terrible things that happen to people. And what the result of that was, they go to the chair, and really, you would think the things that are in that series, I am second, are, are, are things that that people would never say, um, because they're so embarrassing. I mean, the people realize they've got to say what they got to say. Like you, you were bold enough to say what happened to you, which I am sure mm-hmm. has helped some people already. That have a that have a spirit that's apt to be taught. Um, those that don't or don't hear anything you're saying, but um, not that you're saying gospel. I'm just saying you're giving some good points that should be taken in with 
added to what people already believe, not take away what they already, what they know. But anyway, in this yeah. series, here's what I'm getting to. So in this series, I am second. There's a lot of people in there. One particular guy was a uh, a rock and roller type guy who tour, was touring the planet, doing cocaine every day, wild sex parties, just it just you know shooting direct into the veins and drinking stuff, and I mean just going crazy. And then his life came to, to sort of this ruined place. And but he was in a uh, hotel, he said, and um, he thought, you know, this, I can't. I don't know if I should keep doing what I'm doing. And I'm see, I'm just gonna look at his book. The, there's a Bible. It's like a Gideon Bible. You've heard that they're in in hotels. He expected to find one, and he did find one. And he said he stole it because stealing is just part of his life, you know. So he just stole the Bible, but he he started reading it, and he 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 saw answers in there, but and, and things that it was saying. And he got to the point where he. He he got out of his lifestyle. He was able to get out of his lifestyle by reading the, the book, and then he felt this unction that he needs to speak. And so he starts yelling at God and asking God, "If you want me to speak, you've got to tell me." He was just adamant about it. it kind of reminds me of us asking, exactly. asking, right? Yeah. And yeah. and it kind of reminds me of a story where a guy wrestled with an angel and said, "I'm not letting you go till I get an answer." But anyway, so he's wrestling with God to get an answer. So I guess he's, he's he's arguing with God that he's got to hear from where he's not going to do anything. And the phone rings. And, of course, you know where this story is going to go. Some obscure place in some part of the other country said, hey, I heard you're, you're, you're talking about Jesus or something in your life. Would you come to our church and speak? And right after he did that. So, I mean, he got his answer right then. But then for, exactly. Yeah. So so everybody, go watch that series. There's a lot of Duck Dynasty people on that I Am Second, too. And I think it's called From Dysfunction to Dynasty. And okay, you yeah. could have let dysfunction happen to you. And I, I've, everybody's had dysfunction. And dynasty yeah. may not mean that you're going to make duck calls and make millions of dollars, but your dynasty could be the dynasty that you create to help others. That's a dynasty that I want to be a part of and leave. That and each sense. of us yeah. can go from our dysfunction. And anybody says they don't have dysfunction, the first thing i got to work on is your line. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we know better. It's kind of, it's kind of like I said earlier when – you know, offenses are going to come, and don't think that they won't, because they will. But, but anyway, from dynasty, from dysfunction to dynasty is a good kind of three-word thing to remember, and it kind of goes hand in hand. But maybe our intuition can lead us into that dynasty a little bit further to help more people. What do you think? Yes, and it's it's always doing that. If you if you think that again, it's that these messages are coming through to help us um, from our intuition, they're always going to lead you the right way. It might not look physically like the right way um, and and like you say when, when we have those things that happen to us that, that that can be so devastating but we've got to move through them and find that silver lining because they've always got a silver lining there's a reason why you have gone through that find the reason find the positives because that's how you'll get through it um, that's how you'll move forward and if you're following that intuition you're following those intuitive messages you are definitely going to go the right way even if it doesn't feel like it or look mm -hmm. like the right way it will be the right way so now that has to be addressed right there because people are going to say like so you know they're asking the question they're seeking you know they're waiting for intuition to come or their gut feeling it to happen and then and then they get it and then they're going to think how do i know you know, I mean, this is risky. This, my intuition is saying take a risk, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a risk taker. I mean, so how's a person going to build up to that step? Ask again, ask again. You've you've been given you've been given one of the answers. So you've sort of said, you know, say it's a, a move move to California. You know, it's, it's, well, no, that's a risk. That's a risk. Ask again. 
is that what I'm supposed to be doing? Show me some signs. Show me why or show me what I'm supposed to be doing. I need a clearer understanding. Mm -hmm. If you don't understand it, if you're not picking it up, ask again. Keep asking because you are going to get this information. Um, I remember when um, I said to my girlfriend, like, I wanted to go back to uni. I was 48 at the time. I want to go to uni. I want to do full-time uni course. And she said, and I said to her, so I'm putting renters in my home. I've got a manager in my business. I'm going to go move down to the Gold Coast. I'm going to go to uni. And, you know, she said, you put all this stuff in place. How do you know you're actually going to get into university? And it was not even on my radar. It was like, that's not going to happen. I'm getting into university. Mm. And I just remember saying to her, well, you know what? If I don't get into what I'm looking at getting into, I will get into something else because I need to be there. My Everything fell into place. I, I found somebody to go in my home to rent it. I found a manager to manage my business. Mm -hmm. I found a little granny flat that I could move to the Gold Coast and, and work from. Everything fell into place mm -hmm. that I knew that's where I needed to be. Mm -hmm. I didn't know why, didn't know how, but I knew that's where I had to be. They're the little things. And and. If people question you or if you are unsure and you feel that it's too big a risk, ask again. Just mm -hmm. keep asking. So uh, so I had, a, I, had a, I had a decision I had to make in my life one time, and I was riding around on my riding lawnmower, just tooling around, and, you know, I was thinking, well, what's the answer to this thing? And so, you know, I, 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 I shut it off in the middle of the field. I just asked God. I said, God, I said, I said what do you want me to do about this situation? You know, so I asked right then. And so I really wasn't thinking I was going to get an answer, but I did. And I tell you, I, got, I looked over, and there was a praying mantis. And so yeah, my, yeah. my answer was to pray about it. That's what I got. That's the message I got. I, so I got my answer right then. So sometimes I believe you get your answer yep. right away. Sometimes I think there's a delay probably because you're not ready for the answer, but he will make yeah. you ready, you know, You'll you'll be made ready to get the answer when you're you'll get the answer when you're ready and really if you get you, you don't want to be handed the keys when you can't drive so I think some Absolutely. some some answers are maybe delayed a little bit but it's not because he's not listening or the spirit's not listening spirit of God's not listening but he's waiting for you to be able to drive where you need to go and you're not quite ready yet so you might have to experience some things a little bit to get some skill yep. and then you can get your answer what do you think about that. Absolutely, absolutely. And like I said, again, you can ask again. If you can, can you make it clearer? I don't understand what you mean. Ask again, asking because you may not get that answer. What you what you perceive to be the answer, what you mm -hmm. perceive to be the answer, you might not get it. Now you saw a little pray mantis, so straight right. away you went, "I've got to pray." Right. That was your message. Yeah, I like that was that. perfect. Yeah. Um. Other and and so it's not about you got the answer there that you wanted to do. You didn't get direction. You didn't get an action. You you, you got told to keep going, to pray again, to ask again, mm -hmm. to listen to it again, to keep going mm -hmm. um, because you weren't ready or you weren't in the place to get the full answer. And it's not like you're going to get the answer like, okay, walk down the street and do this and then put some money in this. And mm -hmm. but you don't, mm -hmm. you don't get that. Mm. Mm. Be easier if we did, but we don't. <laughs> well, I was hoping for an email, but yeah, yeah, instructions. I mean, that sounds facetious, but I, I've I really have in in the past. I've thinking, you know, I mean, I got decisions I got to make. Everybody watching the program, they got decisions. I'm thinking, 
I know there's an answer out there, and I'm just, is it going to come in an email? Is it going to come in a vision? Is it going to come in, you know, intuition maybe perhaps, you know? So, I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't discount any sources, and I think people need to be open to any kind of source Absolutely. where that, where that could come to you. And, and I believe in most cases, it's probably going to come from an unexpected source. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're going to be walking down the street somewhere because you had to get from point A to point B and all of a sudden you'll see something or something will happen. And that, this is where I go, your intuition is it's just guiding you to look this way. How many times am I on the computer and all of a sudden I look at the clock and it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 12, 34, mm-hmm. or it's 11, 11. You know, these are all little signs that mm-hmm. we can we can get an understanding from. Hmm. All right. Well, so now, what? The, tell us about your website. What's what's going on there? Would somebody drop by, and we have a link to your website in in your bio bio section. There, what what can people expect to find when they when they go there? Well, the website is actually called Intuitive Nature. It is about the art of intuition. So, Intuitive Nature, we have the art of intuition, which is your artwork, and that is that is a tool that I use to help people. Um, we've got the Voice of Intuition, which is a podcast. So that's how I can help others in that way. I do do um, one-on-one coaching as well. So I've got that area there. But um, it's it's really, well, I guess one of my biggest things about intuition and really connecting with yourself and learning about yourself, one of the biggest things I, I want to say, and it's not about go to my website, buy my stuff. It is about you trying different things. If if that area doesn't work for you, try something else. Mm. Have another go because there's so many modalities out there. There's so many things that we can do that resonate with us that you, you've got to find the right one. When you find the right one, you will know it. Mm. You'll know it because you're going to get so much out of it. Mm-hmm. And and that's basically, I wanted to put that on my website. I think I might have failed, but at least I had a go. <laughs> well, use your intuition and figure out how to fix that if you yeah, I know I've been doing that too, and my skills with mm-hmm. Google and all mm-hmm. the rest. But um, yeah, it's 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 really about yeah. It, here, I've got this. If you want, if this suits you, if you think you can have fun with this, if you think you can enjoy that, here, yeah, jump on my website. Learn how to do flower reading. It's so mm-hmm. much fun. You know, jump on and and do an online course about how to develop your intuition. That one has basically got all these little uh things that you can do to learn about yourself because really. When you're starting to listen to those messages about mm-hmm. from your intuition, from your spirit, it's really about mm-hmm. understanding who you are, mm-hmm. what your morals are, mm-hmm. where you want to go. It's really about learning you about you because we mm-hmm. we're so busy looking external for everything um, and trying to get our answers externally and trying to find things and trying to fit in that we forget about who we are and mm-hmm. where we are and how beautiful and how wonderful we are as a person. Mm. Well, Susan, I, 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 I would support you in what you just said just a few minutes ago. You didn't make this show about your website or any product or service that you may sell. I'm the one that brought it up because I just do that out of yeah. courtesy because you spent this time with us and, and shared so much with us. And uh, you were so open about what's happened to you and how you learned things. And there's got to be some points that people, if people have an an open heart, they should have been able to hear through the lines the things that they may have disagreed with you with, but I'm the one who brought it up, and I appreciate the way that you handled yourself and the information you presented tonight, and um, so I do thank you so much for coming on the show, 
uh, on the Edge broadcast. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been wonderful. I, I, and I do again, I apologise for being late. Um, it was you not were, meant to start till 11.30 on my clock. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, daylight savings can do that with us some sometimes. But, but remember now, this is an intuition test because you said your intuition said, maybe I should just check. Even though there's an hour, even though there's hour variance, because you're in Australia, so yeah. if there's a variance there, if there's a delay there, or even maybe a, an hour miss, which has happened through the years, this show's been on since 2003, and believe me, yeah. time zones have caused some issues worldwide. I, I mean, it's just the way it is. So I don't, I don't, it doesn't rough my feathers at all. But uh, your intuition kicked in this time and saved the day. Yes, we did it. <laughs> all right, Susan Jane, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure, Daniel. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right, everybody.